Welcome to the Heckles Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. On behalf of all of us here in Margate and London, may I wish you the very best, and I hope this podcast finds you in a good place on all sides. This is Buddy Peace talking, your host, producer, and sound designer, and mine will be the voice you'll hear narrating and guiding you through the episode. It's a pleasure and honour to have you all here. Now, what's about to happen next involves me talking about the weather. I know we all know each other well enough here to transcend what some might consider small talk, which could be a big assumption, I know, but I've always thought of weather chat as so much more than just basic small talk. The weather is happening all around us, 100% of the time. And maybe that's why it's thought of as an obvious subject to talk about. Like, there must be more to talk about, right? But maybe it's something to do with spending so much time here by the coast, the southeast coast to be specific. The weather is so very present and such a feature as we're living next to the ocean which will only ever be brutally honest with you about what's happening in the skies and atmosphere. I'm sure anyone living on the coast will relate to this. You start to feel somewhat in tune with the waves, tide times, the storms, and the flip side of that, the serene calmness. Well, temperature-wise, I can safely assure you that winter in Margate has been an exercise in mental endurance as much as physical. It's felt like circadian rhythms have really been out of sync of late. And any advances in first light and sunrise are met with an almost ecstatic response. A minute more of sunlight a day? I'll take it. It is tough though because on one hand you don't want to wish away time, but on the other you kind of want spring to wake up from its slumber and get started. I do know this though, that in the blink of an eye, summer will be upon us, and winter will be a distant memory, and while we remember it in our minds, it's impossible to recall physically that lack of sunlight, cold, happens every year without fail. So I guess the key to the journey is to embrace all sides at once and appreciate the dynamics. Easier said than done. But while we do have a balance to observe and be a part of, appreciating and jumping into it could be the way to alleviate the physical and mental toll of it all and a generous amount of self-care. But hopefully that's already happening. So I just mentioned those two sacred words, self-care. Often heard together, not always practiced, occasionally overused, and usually misrepresented. To care for one's self. How do you feel when you hear that phrase, self-care? Does it trigger a reminder to engage in some of it? Or does it initiate a cringe response? I get it. It's a tricky one because on the surface, it means well and only wants the best. But it can also come with baggage, a sense of indulgence, maybe the feeling that you must really earn that opportunity to look after yourself, to cash in those hard-earned hours for some personal time. When it comes to the area of gut health, though, the idea of care couldn't be more crucial. Actually, gut health is another two-word phrase that you've probably also heard a ton about in recent times. But what is it, really? Do you have to know the inner workings of your entire gut system to be able to get along with it and treat it like it's your best friend? Do you have to go through a course in nutrition to have a basic understanding of your reactions to certain foods and the many moods associated? I'll tell you, you really don't. 
At Heckles, we've been incorporating gut health into the mix at various stages, such as the treatments offered at Heckles House. A lot of those work in concert with gut health. The health of the gut is directly related to the skin, the external reflecting the internal. This side of Heckles is headed up by Vanessa Yike, a nutritionist who has been formulating a fully-fledged gut health program here at Heckles. So it thrills me to be able to tell you that Vanessa is here on the podcast to talk about everything involved with the gut health program. What it involves, the potential benefits, how it all works, and what you might expect following the completion, and how to get involved. I can assure you now that you will not need to show your nutritionist qualification and credentials at the door to listen to this one. Vanessa works with people all the time with this stuff, so know that you are in the safest of hands. Following my chat with Vanessa, I'll be exploring another crucial element of what happens here, a piece of which forms one of the original foundations of everything that Heckles is. Fragrance. I refer to it as an element because, simply put, it's like the Heckles version of fire, wind, water or earth. Especially now with the launch of Heckles 2.0 and the sections within including skin, home and fragrance. It's right there, loud and proud. I will also say from personal experience, fragrance is something that had the first immediate effect on me when I started at Heckles. Entering the original workspace of the labs from a few years ago was like unlocking a secret scent portal that had been sealed for centuries, containing only the most mind-opening, memory-triggering and sense-nourishing smells that you could summon. And at the end of the day, when it came time to leave... I will say now that I smelled wonderful. It's a wonder how this sense works in our brains, or first, our noses. That's why I mentioned the mind-opening and memory-triggering aspects. It can happen from a fragrance somebody's wearing on their skin, or from a certain ingredient used perhaps while cooking, or being nearby when food is being prepared, or from being in a certain geographical location. Well, I spoke to two of the original Heckles team, Gus and Robin, who have been involved with all of this since the mid-20-teens about their roles within the fragrance sector. And we talked about it all. The geographical fragrances and the concepts behind those, their favourite fragrances and attached memories, and how they got their start here. As well as, of course, how the process works in the making of it all. You are listening to the Heckles Podcast. Transmitting from Margate, broadcasting to the entire planet. Hi, I am Vanessa Yeich and I am Head of Nutrition at Heckles. Dear listeners, meet Vanessa. Vanessa, meet the Heckles listening family. We caught up on the rooftop of the Heckles home labs on a frosty but blue sky morning. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Can you, for, for people listening who might not know the, sort of the gut health part of Heckles, like, can you just give us a sort of a basic primer on what that involves and what kind of thing you've been up to behind the scenes here at Heckles. So yeah, so the Gut Health Program is really looking at, we're a skincare company. Yeah. The Gut Health Program is actually there to support what is actually going on inside is actually also as important as like what's happening on the outside and it's often a, a reflection and that's the main driver of the program is to educate in how our bodies work and how the microbiome affects everything. Because it might not be obvious to 
people like people might not make the connection between the inside and the outside like you might pay attention to the outside but there could be lots of things happening in the inside which are directly affecting the outside exactly and that's becoming more and more apparent and science-wise it's starting to actually show that we didn't have much knowledge on the microbiome you know and it's just becoming more and more and more researched and this is more more evidence coming out and showing us that relationship between what is happening on the inside Mm -hmm. is affecting the outside and if you think about our immune system is 70 percent is actually influenced by our microbiome that's like a huge amount that could be causing what's happening on the surface yeah and so and if you think about what we digest as fuel as in what we eat of course, that's going to be directly affecting every body system. If you think about it, it's from yeah. down to energy. So if we're feeling tired, you know, yeah, that's yeah. maybe something you're not absorbing properly. You know, there's also things like, you know, you're not sleeping. Okay, so maybe there's also something going on with your serotonin production, which is connected to the diversity of your gut bacteria. Mm. You can think about things like mental health. There's a the brain-gut axis. So there's a lot of evidence now showing about how that is being affected a lot around yeah. what our microbiome is. It just, the more, the, more you, the more you're saying, the more I'm thinking it's like the, I mean, it's obvious the human body is so complex, but then it's sort of like, I, what? This is why I would need someone like you to kind of give me a helping hand with it all because there's so much to take care of. And then it's like, you've got the day-to-day thing of, well, you have to work or you have to do all kinds of stuff at home and out in the world. And on top of that, you have to look after this, infinitely complex machine and all the the different parameters that lead off to other things is it's so complex yeah well that's hopefully what the program is there to kind of help yeah yeah. is for you to actually like have an firstly a very individual experience because we actually like work one-to-one with clients as we take people through this program so it's very individualized but one of the main features is that is to kind of really educate and actually show that these are the tools that you can integrate and also part of that process is helping you integrate some of those tools so it's not actually as complex when you start to come into interactually it's like they're quite universal and very simple things that we have to come back to that's part of the program but even down to like eating whole foods again and having variety of things and you're just kind of encouraged to kind of like reconnect again yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, it could be the case that you've just sort of, yeah, maybe you have just become disconnected between mm-hmm. the sort of the cues that your body is offering you. It's like, yeah, you've eaten this. This is what happens when you eat this. And then yeah. maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm just tired. But maybe, yeah, maybe it's the, the thing that you're eating regularly that's really pushing you back a bit. Or, exactly. Yeah. And this is exactly, yeah, this is exactly one of the things. We're having a bit of a break from some of those pro-inflammatory foods. Right. You're going to like look at your relationship with those foods again yeah. and see how it's affecting you. So yeah. um, that's also an interesting process to go through. So part of the program is around doing like a gut reset. So and what that kind of means is just that part of the program is to kind of go into rest. So mm-hmm. we actually do a bit of a, a seaweed fast. That is really just to give the gut some some rest so that you can kind of doing stuff isn't it yeah it's always doing stuff amazing stuff for us so sometimes just having a bit of a break 
Uh, and it's not a long break. It's only for one day. So it's not it's not an intensive fast. Mm. And with the seaweed broth, it's very nourishing. There's lots of minerals and we use sea moss in there, which is just really beneficial. So it's not, it doesn't feel like starvation. It actually feels like nourishment. Mm-hmm. But that just gives the gut a chance just to have like, oh, okay, let me have a breather. Let me like, yeah. you know, let's just figure out what's going on here because maybe I've been in like, there's been so much overwhelm and yeah. or overeating and, you know, that sort of thing going on. And then, yeah, and then yeah. we journey into the microbiome after that because then we start to look at what are the foods that are going to really fuel your gut bacteria. So we look at prebiotic foods, probiotic foods, Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I have to ask you because that, that reminds me. I was going to ask you difference between prebiotic and probiotic. Go. <laughs> well, probiotics are the bacteria. Right. Yeah. So, and the prebiotics is what you feed your gut bacteria. Okay. Okay. Quite simply. That's perfect. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. And- <laughs> I, had to, I had to ask you. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. And the, yeah. So, that's the. And, and so, then antibiotics. Oh, this is this could go off in a complete tangent. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll save this for another episode. But yeah, so when you have antibiotics, you're killing all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why um, sometimes over overuse of antibiotics is quite a detrimental effect on your gut bacteria. Mm. Sort of like deforestation of your whole sort of exactly. internal. And it doesn't mean you can't rebuild it. And, it's, you know, again, you can kind of come back to, to that. But, you know, as, as we know that you recommended to have a probiotic after you've had like a, an antibiotic and, mm. and mm. things like that. So, so I, I got your way off track. No, no, <laughs> actually, it's not necessary because it's connected through when you actually start to do in part of the program, what we start to do is we start to look at diversity mm-hmm. of your microbiome. And that's really, really, really fundamental to a healthy gut. Because too complex into this, they create something called short-chain fatty acids, which is very, very important for the gut lining. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a symbiotic relationship. They keep our gut healthy. We feed them. They feed us. They synthesize nutrients and and vitamins and things for us so that we can absorb that. And, And that's really part of that part of the program. So, you know, antibiotics, you may have had that. And then this is what we're kind of doing. We're starting to increase that diversity mm-hmm. so that you just, you're unlikely to have things like, you know, you might have yeast overgrowth after you have like antibiotics, for example. Right. You know, that just means that there's a dysbiosis, there's an imbalance happening because some of your good bacteria that would be keeping things in check yeah. have been wiped out. So yeah. when we started to look at that side of the program, that's the really, that to me is kind of the key thing. And I think when you know some of these tools on how to do that and you know how to implement that in your life and also just have the knowledge about it Mm, that when you start to when you bring that into your day-to-day you'll think about it a little bit differently and that's Mm -hmm. the main part of this program is to really think about that that relationship that you're having with food Um, and then you start to get the lovely benefits if you really you know if you want to see those benefits happening in your life you know yeah 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 yeah. from skin hair to like um, energy better sleep well, it's in the same way that, like, if you if you're eating food that isn't the you know the best stuff for you, then in the same way that that can affect so much in your life, like that can affect your mood, and then that that sort of negative mood might affect just every other aspect of your life. Like, if you do that in reverse, so that the positive, you start eating sort of food that's more in tune with your your gut health, exactly. and then that can lead to like improved mood and clarity, and and then the road yeah. from there on is. Mm huge and it's also not looking at this perfect model either like 
we also live in a world where, you know, there's there's times you want to have other things, you know. It's not like after that you kind of have to just stick to this perfect way of eating. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. have that flexibility of like also enjoying other kinds of foods. But if you are taking care of the foundations, then your body supports you with health. It's just that when we kind of get onto the other side and we find this in- incredible imbalance where yeah. we're not supporting our gut that's when you start to see that we sort of, sort of lead toward issues yeah. and, and things kind of getting out of balance. And it's all, it's all like that kind of like reward system thing as well. Like mm. if, that's why I feel like at the moment is that I might be on a bit of a path to like, oh, I did a, I did a good thing today and then I'm going to have a, a little treat later on. And then if you keep getting to that thing, you keep having to be rewarded. It's almost like you're sort of rewarding your like child self with like oh well well done here's a here's a little <laughs> yeah. chocolate bar or something I don't know yeah it's, and actually that's what the program yeah. also does it starts to look at that relationship with that that reward system and yeah. the brain are the dopamine kick but also sometimes also taking away that like shame around having something like yeah, yeah you know yeah, because yeah. if you're if you're good in, and you know you've been doing some really good things and you're okay and you know you're kind of functioning and then you have this you know, the thing that, you know, isn't great for you, but you know that it's okay and I'm really going to enjoy that thing and enjoy yeah. that. Yes, I'm enjoying that piece of chocolate cake and I'm getting that hit of reward. Yeah. But it's the shame that causes the problem. It's like, oh yeah, no, why did I eat that? That's, that's terrible. I feel yeah. so bad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's kind of like something to just like, we, we look at as well a little bit. It's like how you can kind of create that relationship where it's okay to have things occasionally. Mm. In that we spoke about 80-20, which is this 80% of the time you're really feeding, nourishing your body with everything that's good and wholesome. Yeah. And then that 20% is that balance and your body will really reward you like that. It's just, yeah. when, again, again, as I said over and over, it's that when we're on the other side of it and the 80% is really not good stuff and yeah. the 20% is like the occasional you might be doing something yeah then you're going to be on the flip side of that yeah of that I mean even, even that thing of like oh I'll reward myself with a treat or like some chocolate or something like that yeah I mean at least that's a kind of a monitoring of what you're giving yourself it's like yeah if that if that is a treat in itself then that's I guess that's not bad because no. you're still yeah it's not it's not like treats 100% of the time every single day yeah. so yeah um, so, so the the gut health program um, mm-hmm. we talked about it, but like, I mean, in in a very sort of physical, basic sense, what what is the program? What does it involve for like the participants? What do they have to do? What's the preparation? Is there a way you can kind of detail some of that? What might people expect from from the program? Okay, so. Yeah, I mean, generally the best thing is for people, we st- we offer a discovery call for people to call in so that we can have that like individualized chat and we can yeah. go, we generally go through everything. That's kind of like the starting point. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so that's like a start to sort of tailoring the program to each participant. Yeah, just to kind of figure out how, because you're taking 21 days, it's a 21 day program. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a portion of your life you have to kind of commit to. It definitely can be integrated into your daily life, no problem. So you don't have to go into like a, a sort of a confined no. room and just <laughs> sit there for 21 days. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it's totally doable. It just means like you don't want to have like a wedding or, mm. you know, you can have a big like 30th birthday party. Yeah, or something like not like a like Christmas that. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like little things like that. You want to kind of like create that space and time for yourself. And like, you know, you know that you're going to get the best from that, especially as we say, it is a reset. You mm-hmm. know, we are going to come and there's going to be a lot of detoxification kind of happening in some processes. So you want to kind of put that time aside. 
so it basically what that basically means you you get three weeks ultimately and we have three sessions one-to-one mm-hmm. with um, people who join the program and each week you get given a different protocol quite a detailed protocol that will guide you exactly through a process and the first process we have is where we do a repair what I spoke about we do a broth fast yeah before that we also do a preparation so you have a few days to prepare you start cutting out things like coffee you know, a little bit right. of refined sugars, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. So it's, that, not, it's not just like jumping in the deep end. No, and then your body's like, going to oh, get, this is tough. Yeah. yeah. You get nicely supported. There's some good guys on antioxidants that you can bring in that are just going to help the mm-hmm. process as you, as you move through it. So yeah. then you go to the repair where you then do the broth fast. You also then have three days of soups, uh-huh. which you get given recipes and shopping lists and everything and yeah. um, very nourishing soups. Yeah, yeah. They're quite specific for the detoxification process. And after that, um, we do our next session. And then this we... This is the third week? This is the second week. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so second. that's the first week. Right, right, right. The second week is really going a little deep dive into your microbiome yeah. and your digestive system. And we start to get some tools that are going to help you understand how that all works. Okay. Because cool, um, cool. a big part of this is kind of an educational journey. Yeah. And then we go into the third week, which is the, I think the most important week and that's integration so our third session is about how to integrate all of it and there's a lot of health um, assessment that I would have been doing along that process as well so that's Mm going to give us a better idea of where you are individually and what you need to kind of enhance where you're at yeah yeah, because it as unique as everybody is, and so will your gut be. So, like, throughout the whole thing, it sounds like it's really in tune with everybody's different needs and requirements and basically trying to get the best out of... Like, trying to make your, your gut the best it can be, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Optimising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super fascinating. I mean, obviously, this we could talk for a long time about gut health and... I'm hoping that we're going to make this a continued section in the podcast. In terms of logistics and the basics of the program, I mean, how how do people get involved with it? How do we we sign up to it? How like how does that part of it work? At time of recording, so this is sort of uh, let's say roughly <laughs> winter 2023. A discovery call, which you can book on the website. Okay. Um, we've got a gut health um, tab there that you can just follow and, and, and immediately you can see a discovery call link. And what that does is that books 20 minutes with me or Sally, who's also a nutritionist on the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and we just take you through a bit of what the program's all about, sign you up, get you like committed to those dates and, yeah. you know, and, all the, and, and give you all the details about how to collect your gut pack and your gut pack meaning that it has your broth so you'll get your broth included you'll get your a beetroot probiotic included you'll get some lovely gut healing cbt and mm. all of that is part of the of the program and and yeah and then you you start your journey wow how excited are you about this like is this sort of is this what you've been sort of looking forward to starting at heckles for quite a long time now I yeah guess? yeah we started the program in july a lot of people have signed up and already we've taken quite a few people through it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just amazing to see how quick some of the things that you're bothered by can shift. Yeah. yeah. You know, from like simply just within one week going, wow, I, I didn't even know I've been this bloated and feeling this awful. Wow. And until, you know, it can be as simple as that or people who are really having, you know, quite terrible skin conditions such as psoriasis that are quite inflammatory and having like... Mm-hmm. Within 
two weeks seeing a huge shift in that. Like mm. that has been quite amazing to see the body's ability to go like, wow, okay, you're bringing me fuel. You're yeah. supporting my microbiome. You're doing all these things. And okay, now you can start to see those benefits come in so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, that's not always perfect. Like obviously, like, you know, sometimes the detoxification process can be quite difficult. Yeah. Maybe you have an attachment to like coffee and, you know, some of those things might be a bit more difficult. But, you know, most, you know, most of the time, there's, you're always going to see some kind of benefit. And yeah, it's actually yeah. quite amazing. So Yeah, and it, um, it just sounds like there's no way you can lose, really. Like you're mm. only going to find the benefit in it. Yeah. It's not going to like make your life worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is quite a personal question, but it's quite interesting to turn the microphone. Well, <laughs> it's me. turned onto you already, but like to, to, to just to hear something from your your own story with it. But like, yeah. is there anything that you've been able to overcome or like look at in more detail with the knowledge you you have from all of your your work in gut health? And we'll get to that again, of course, in a, mm. in, a, in another episode. But um, is there anything that you've been able to sort of work through in your own life? through what you know and like any sort of discoveries that you've made and obstacles that you've overcome yeah I mean um I think a lot of people tend to go down this road of nutrition and not studying it and going down this road because you often come from having an issue right, right, right. <laughs> and I yeah I had a parasite that wrecked my gut <laughs> basically uh-huh. and and that started my journey on this whole you know I kind of getting my gut back to to normal and and working through some of that was quite an arduous task and I think I did things the long way. If I, if I knew more, mm. if I knew more back then, I probably would have done it in a, yeah. a little different right, way. Right. But um, it certainly meant that I learned a lot in that around the process of how um, to heal your gut from mm. when things are just kind of happening. And what's so interesting about my gut situation is that was it was playing out mentally. It was coming uh. through. I was all of a sudden hit with anxiety, depression, insomnia. Mm. Then skin issues right, right right not even really physical gut issues yeah and so it was it was it was a bit of a journey like not quite sure what how was going on with me for ages yeah 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 and again like because it, it could it sounds like all the sort of the symptoms that you had that you could have gone down any number of paths and exactly sort of att- sort of approached it from who knows where but yeah and, and maybe not even got to the root of the, the yeah. problem or the issue and then I finally did do a gut microbiome test yeah. where I started to look at what was actually going on in the gut in terms of microbes. And that was that's where I found what was going on and that was causing mm. was something called leaky gut. So there was oh, like okay. big damage happening to my lining because yeah. of the over, over... There were just too many of these parasites that were obviously <laughs> having an effect. Mm. And like a dysbiosis really. And, you know, parasites, microbes, things like that, are, it's not that they're necessarily bad. They're only bad because they're not in good numbers. There's, yeah. there's like a dysbiosis. It means it becomes opportunistic. Mm-hmm. That, you know, our gut has everything in it. And actually it's all against symbiotic. So my gut was, I guess, because I didn't know much of this. I wasn't necessarily, I didn't understand much about it. My gut was, it became opportunistic rather than going that parasite was bad. It was more that my body was in in an environment where it was making it conducive for that parasite to actually cause damage. Yeah, yeah. Where that wouldn't necessarily be the case about if you were to, if you knew a bit more about how to kind of like balance out the scales, so to speak. So this is why I'm so interested in this diversity because that to me is the key to health yeah it's not in killing things off and and trying to like 
destroy, you know, I could go in and destroy the parasite and I can destroy that, but it's not necessarily taking care of the root of the problem. Yeah, and yeah. And actually, Mike, yeah. Is, Mike just needed more good guys and, 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 and the whole balance, you know, of all the microbial world in there. Yeah, it's, that, it's just like, yeah, like the, the balance of it always sounds so important, but it's, it's, it's like, so it's almost too basic that you kind of disregard it. And even just to add another thing, like my yeah. dog, getting my dog, I could actually feel a significant difference in my health already starting after that. And I oh, yeah. I still think that that's because she started bringing in other bits of microbes that ah, I didn't wasn't exposed to. And I think that has really helped me. Yeah, My dog is, is definitely something. And, and there's definitely studies showing that, that you can see dogs do help increase diversity mm. wow that's super interesting well thanks thanks for um yeah going into that i mean yeah i hope that wasn't too kind of intrusive or personal but like <laughs> no, it, it's, 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 i mean i'm sure there's people listening who will be like ah like maybe they've been through similar experiences to you um yeah. vanessa what are you excited about for the future at this time of recording um is there anything in the immediate horizon that you're it's really like got you buzzing or like it, it i mean is it just it's the gut health program is that the thing that you're like your primary focus at the moment or is there anything else that is coming up yeah what, what can you on? the thing i'm excited the most about right now is getting our broth into oh, yeah. stores that people can actually purchase do you want to give us a little bit more info about the broth <laughs> or yeah i mean yeah. um well we've been we've uh wish i'd start we started with the broth about six months ago mm. actually serving it in our treatment room oh, yeah. here in margate as kind of an initial phase to see kind of the response and like how you know how, how it sort of is going and people absolutely love it mm. and you know i can't tell you how many times I mean like when are you selling the broth when are you selling the broth when are you selling the broth and even when they, when you do the broth on the gut health program people are like oh my gosh that's so it was such a lovely way to spend a day not eating is yeah. to have the broth so I feel like it's just such I can't wait for this broth to be out there in, yeah, in a yeah, way yeah. that is going to be like if that you know if people have experiences like that I just think it's so healing yeah. it's so nourishing and we can go into all the benefits of obviously things like sea moss and they're obviously very beneficial compounds in the broth, which mm-hmm. make it brilliant. Um, maybe we can talk about that at some point, but mm. that's like yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what that. I'm really excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much to talk about and uh, there's a lot that I'm excited about now because we'll we'll continue this journey in forthcoming episodes more on that later. I'll get into that soon. But um, thanks so much, Vanessa. That was that was utterly engaging and uh informative so much to pack into this this little section but yeah (laughs) it will will uncover more of it in future episodes yeah thanks so much thank you buddy (laughs) thank you so much to vanessa for joining me on the roof if you feel like the gut health program is something that could benefit yourself or someone you know definitely get in touch The first step involves a 15-minute consultation and the rest follows naturally and easily thereafter. All details will be on the episode description and of course displayed on the Heckles website. Now let me tease something coming in the next episode, actually, while I'm on it. Now, this gut health program to which Vanessa was referring, well, she suggested that I take part in it and report back on everything that happened, including recordings of some of the consultations and the events that happened along the way. To which I replied, Vanessa, challenge accepted. That's right, I'm doing it. You'll be hearing more next episode. 
I'll be absolutely honest though, I'm really looking forward to it. It syncs up nicely with some thoughts I was having earlier this year, in fact. I had this instinct that New Year's Day was way too early to make resolutions. It felt so dark and cold, and I really wasn't out of that circadian kind of hibernation state that perhaps you might have experienced yourself. I felt like I wasn't ready to make decisions yet. The author Catherine May talks about this period as a state of wintering in her amazing book of the same name. I love that. Perfect for what it feels like. So I thought maybe around springtime, when the nights are just that little bit lighter, maybe that's when to make some changes. Give the year a couple of months to unfurl a bit, stretch its legs. So what better time to make a radical change in the day-to-day, the inner galaxy of it all? You'll hear more next time, but I tell you this, I am doing it. Coming up next, the greater galaxy of fragrance, candles, and how this side of Heckles came to be. Hello, my name's Gus. I've worked in fragrance and scent production, making candles and perfumes and also the incense for a fair few years now and general production, bits and bobs. I'm Robin. I've worked at Eccles for about seven years. I'm currently production manager. I also work on uh, making new scents for bespoke products and uh, like amenities and general production. Meet Gus and Robin, two members of the team who have been here since the sepia-toned, faded photograph days of Heckles, around 2015. Gus, I'll start with you. What's your favourite, candles or perfume? Uh, Scent-wise? To to make, to make. Oh, to make? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's candles. No, I really enjoy the process of making the candles. It's quite therapeutic. Yeah. And the whole process is just very beautiful and also you're smelling beautiful scents every day whilst you're making these things it feels like it's like a discipline that is quite in touch with old timey stuff yeah like the initial phrase of the butcher baker and candlestick maker there you go yeah yeah, yeah i feel yeah. like it goes back to those roots it's quite nice yeah yeah love it um <laughs> robin well, i guess like what's your path into heckles like, how did how did you get started in heckles so i actually originally got hired to make candles like one summer uh while i was at uni and then i ended up just not going back to uni and staying at heckles oh wow uh, so yeah what made you make that choice like how how come you ended up sticking with it what was the draw the reason why i ended up staying at heckles just because i loved it yeah because it's very different every day and also just working with like a real tight-knit little group yeah, yeah um yeah. and i it just sort of felt what kind of felt a bit like a home which didn't really feel at uni at all, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's lovely. When I started, there was four of us in a room. Was Gus part of the four? Uh, Gus was in the shop at the time. I was. Uh, so, mostly just working with Buckles day to day, who now does all our sort of media and photography. But back then, it was us two sort of on a hob, <laughs> making candles in a pot, just melting the wax. and Yeah, I mean, that perfectly brings me on to something I was going to ask. So, like, let's focus on candles for a sec. So, like, making a candle, tell me about the process of making a candle. Back then, was it literally you just melting wax and adding fragrance to it? I don't know anything about it, you have to tell me. Uh, yeah, so we used to just have a banged-up old oven, and we'd, we'd use the hob, so you have, like, a boiling pot, because you can't just 
put wax on a hob or else it will explode. Yes. Uh, so yeah. you need to like melt it using steam and like boiling water. This is kind of like making a chocolate cake or something. It's like you just you've got to boil the water and then you that that melts the thing that you're yeah yeah it's, it's cooking with scent. Yeah. yeah yeah well yeah that is that's a perfect way of putting it. Gus, how about you? How did you how did you get involved in the heckles business? When it all kind of started off. Uh, I just got asked to work in the shop and it was really nice. It was... Uh, the shop on... Uh, on the Cliff Terrace, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. And I just got stuck in there. And actually, no, it wasn't It wasn't the Margate shop initially. When when I first joined, we were we were opening up a store in the Ace Hotel in Shoreditch. Okay. And it was this, this tiny little place just sort of set back off the main street. And because the brand was so new, it was something that just everyone was like discovering for the first time um and it was quite it was quite crazy though because i I think i was 18 and stuck in this shop um just in the middle of london off off the bat and um it was great like like, what era was this what what year are we talking well to give up your age for like what uh, (laughs) yeah slightly less mysterious isn't it um well i mean it was seven years ago that i started doing that so a little while ago yeah (laughs) (laughs) like 2015 yeah it was so you know very different person back then (laughs) plaid shirts lots of them oh okay nothing wrong with that but no it was it was it was great and you got really interesting like characters coming to the store i remember like you know pete doherty just like stumbled in one day and just like had a look around and that was really nice and funnily funnily enough there's the margate link with that now so like small world still to be spotted Um, around town yeah like it was it was actually like a really lovely little community around that shop in the ace and it was just like the initial spark of what was going to happen like yeah back then we were doing like really crazy stuff like we had this big collaboration with uh like a scent dome where there was um a machine that was uh what was it called? Basically, you dropped oils into this mystifier, let's say. Okay, there's, yeah, there's a much yeah. more technical name for it, but we'll go with like that. a very fancy diffuser, like a very, very <laughs> okay. fancy, powerful industrial diffuser. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was like a fog machine. But um, how big are we talking? Oh, so well, that machine was just like let's say a big box the size of I don't know, like a television. But yeah, th- surrounding it, there was this really huge like inflatable dome that would pump out the mist and it was like a collaboration where we would introduce our scents to it yeah, and yeah. step into this dome and kind of absorb like the energy and the scent oh, nice. inside the stone it was really nice yeah we yeah and we took it to a big design show basically and yeah it was amazing it was just uh a link away from the shop where people could really come and absorb the spell on a different level to what they would do just by coming into the store and smelling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because scent's so attached to memory and association with where you are, where you first smell it. It was a lovely way of like discovering those scents for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, and then through that, there's been multiple different ways to rediscover it. Like, for instance, we made the aromaphone back in the day. Oh, yeah. If you can... Describe yeah, any more Robin, on that, Robin. Please describe an aromaphone. <laughs> so I, I've got. I, I mean, I can picture <laughs> things in my head, but I mean, I'd, I'd like to hear you explain it's it. It's basically please. like a big horn, like a gramophone, <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> or the shape of it, anyway. Yeah, it's instead of a 
music <laughs> it really is just like picture the HMB logo but the dog's just sniffing it instead yeah but, ah, but just right here. drizzling sweet smelling fog <laughs> do you use that still does it come no. into your day to day we do it is still one. in it, the interior fragrance production it's room. in a box in the room but. a sign of how far we've come yeah <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure we'll, we can think of a reason to bust it out yeah, yeah. Gus, you talked about scent and memory and things like that. Um, let me throw it to you, Robin. Start with a kind of a basic, but can go into as much detail as you want. What does scent mean to you? And, and sub-question, what's your favourite? Well, scent, like Gus was saying, is the biggest uh, trigger for nostalgia. So it really can transport you. So I think, weirdly, my favourite smell is the garage at my childhood home. Yeah. Because it's yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. this soft, musty smell that was there there used to be a dryer in there and i swear we never used it in about 15 years but it's still <laughs> smelt it's like slightly of detergent okay. so it's like emitting a, some form of cleaning fragrance in the air so it's like a clean but dusty yeah. smell i don't think i've really smelled anything quite like it but i can still like feel that smell uh, can you sort of bring it to mind just at will like uh, you can sort of trigger it in your head because some people have like images that pop to your mind, don't they? And yeah, then yeah, some yeah. people just sort of get like association through different things. Uh, totally. I actually, well, I, I can, but then also no, now it's probably been about, yeah, six years or so since I've actually smelled it and it's sort of fading a bit, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is yeah. actually really sad to me. And I have yeah. considered knocking on my, on the door and just been like, I know this is weird, but I used to live here. Is it right if I just come in and smell your garage? <laughs> but then also, if they have changed it as all, I'd just be oh, devastated. Could ruin, yeah. ruin a whole childhood nostalgia link. I tell you what, what I love caramac bars. The the smell of those like weird white chocolate caramac bars. They're so good. I'd be interested like, to smell that now because I. Well, I they mean, still sell them. We could go and get one. Well, the, but but the thing is, because I had them, let's say in the eighties. Um, I, I'm not going to reveal my age, but uh, I'm a bit older than both of you. But <laughs> I, I'm, I always wonder if that kind of thing, if I smelt it now, like same as you, Robin, like if I smelt it now, I'd be like, oh no, it smells different. Now my smell link has been changed forever. Well, it's kind of funny, like, you know, like going back to like our scents, for instance, there are, there are particular scents that we made back in the day and our scents go through like a replication process where they will always be the the smell but they always change throughout time right like how do they change like you're just sort of altering the ingredients makeup no there's no there's no alteration but like when when you make large quantities of a scent there is a certain replication process that might always have like a slight change that it won't change the scent dramatically but but that's kind of beautiful because it always yeah. develops over time and there isn't like... It's alive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like an ecosystem in there. But yeah, um, yeah. But, th- but that's why I find like we still have some like candles and fragrances that we made about seven years ago that still smell like this initial thing that was first made. And it's like, it's very, very... To me, it's quite sacred to keep them because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that nostalgia that you talk about. I'd be quite sad if I couldn't smell those particular ones again because yeah, totally. even though we have our modern fragrances there's just that slight difference that but it just depends on you as a person we us the fragrances are still incredible but there's yeah. just like that slight key bit yeah but that's, that's totally different for each person I guess I was wondering as well actually so kids smell is so unique to all of us like so how do you all get on the same page when it comes to the fragrances so 
for instance, like Gus, you might say, hmm, yeah, this this fragrance hmm. is, I don't know the language, but like you, you might say, oh, this has notes of, or this has like hints of, and then, so, and then Robin, what if you disagree with Gus and how do you come to a sort of common agreement? We just have a fight. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> should have known. Argue, argue yeah. a lot. What I do, so when I'm working on a bespoke fragrance, I usually try and go by like, if there's one person in the building, like I'll, I'll do stuff. I, I know I come up to you sometimes. I'm just like, uh, buddy, smell this. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you just like hold your hand in front of my face and say, smell this. And then instantly I'm like, okay, what? You, who's this? What's happening? And then, yeah, and then I understand what's happening. And then... Yeah, I don't really explain it. I just make <laughs> you smell it first. Well, actually, that's probably better because it's like without context. It's like, oh, uh, and then I'm suddenly I'm like forced to kind of... Because we worked on something like that similar for, what was it? Was it our patina project? Uh, it was patina. We did um, watch house as well. Oh yeah, where, uh, you oh. did the coffee uh, hand wash. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was that was that was tasty. That one. But I was thinking <laughs> like when we made like ten each for oh for the out. original. And I think we all uh, we made some pretty good ones. But then there was one I made which was uh, sadly smelt like quite like a a urinal cake, <laughs> which, wasn't, which initially it smelled like, oh yeah, it smells good. And then that's the thing, when that association is put into your head, <laughs> yeah. you're like, that is absolutely disgusting. And that's <laughs> like, I mean, well, to obviously a percentage of the world population, like that smell is so familiar. So if you if you branch into that territory, then yeah, it's not like, exactly perfume material. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, imagine even that, like somebody has to go around a room like smelling these urinal cakes and getting the right formation. Yeah, I get a lot of that smells like toilet duck. Because you can get some nice, nice ingredients, put them together, and sometimes just end up with absolute monstrosity. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, they can be quite diabolical, yeah. can't they? Yeah. Uh, but I think the important thing for me is literally just going. Everyone in the building's making the smell. It be like, what do you think? And yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. people just saying the complete opposite thing. Uh, you get like a general consensus kind of thing. So, like, are you smelling what I'm smelling, kind of thing? Yeah. So, yeah. as as a rule of thumb, I sort of go if anyone's like, I really don't like that, then. I sort of go back to the drawing board because if you have like 10 people using a product and one in every 10 hates it then it's probably I'd I'd rather have something that everyone can get along with yeah something quite basic in making we're talking about the perfume here so like what goes into it and I understand it's a liquid I understand it smells of something Um, and this is real basic level stuff for me and I'm sure because I'm thinking of this I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like yeah what, what is what does go into it but what goes into uh, perfume like what what are we looking at what's the ingredients not 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 like the secret recipe necessarily but like oh what? we couldn't reveal that it had to kill you oh yeah well and everybody listening as well which would be horrendous but on a basic level like what are we looking at in uh, the makeup of a perfume so the ma- the main bulk uh, our our perfumes which we make are uh, odor perfumes. So they're usually around like thirty to forty percent strength. Uh, so they stay on your the smell stays on your skin for uh, a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, about say like seventy percent perfume is alcohol, and then that thirty percent that's like the scent. Yeah, it depends on on which scent it is, but might be essential oils or fragrance oils and fragrance oils and like perfume materials are made up from sort of like stuff like aldehydes uh different alcohols so like benzyl alcohols yeah loads of different aldehydes and there's i've got a box uh downstairs and it's literally got about 500 of these little vials of like Oh wow! Yeah, uh, yeah. the sort of makeup you make like any scent out of them, but the scent lab. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, Which also ends up with a lot of trial and error. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can well imagine. So the, the like the fragrance lineup at the moment, it contains a lot of location names I'm seeing and a lot of um, location specific fragrances. Um, Gus, I'll put this one to you. How how do they come about? So like, what goes into the decision of what location? Then how do you assemble the ingredients and like decide what goes into it? Because it, it's really interesting idea for a fragrance. I love it. <laughs> Well, the um, the whole concept of the sense was it wanted to be local to the Margate store. Yeah. And all of our scents are collected within a 10-mile radius of the store. So if you go to any of these GPS locations, which are named on the candle, and if you look into like the exact place, they all consist within that 10-mile radius. Mm-hmm. And the decision was... I guess just to gain like a snapshot of the area, like in scent translation. And um, like, for instance, there are these like really important initial places like Dreamland, for instance, really iconic to Margate and has been there for years. There's a whole story for that. Like, for instance, like Dreamland's perfume is made from like the pinnacle bit where the roller coaster burnt down and oh, um, no we went and collected there were roses growing around the area of the old car park because i remember when it used to be all like desolate it's, it's thriving now and there's a new place there but yeah. it was taken from the natural flowers growing there and then with some of the old burnt wood off the roller coaster Wow. And there was like, there's hints of leather there because there was um, the old carts that went round and there was like leather on the seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite poetic. It's sort of like um, metaphorical kind of. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And um, I like the story behind each one. It's nice. And uh, that one particularly just interests me. It's also my favorite, but that's yeah. maybe why I can go a bit more <laughs> in depth into that one. But um, but with with all of the different ones there... You know, like the botany, for instance, it's quite an unusual one. You wouldn't usually hear of a perfume made of chalk. Yeah, but you kind of, you, you know, like what chalk might smell like. But like, yeah, so how does that translate to a fragrance? Well, <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> I mean, like everyone smells like, you know, from working in the shop for a few years, everyone yeah. smells the botany and goes like, wow, that's so, that's so weird, but so good. <laughs> um, but it's it's like one of the absolute favourites, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, I love botany. Yeah. It's, is that your favourite, Robin? Uh, yeah, it is. I'm, my my favourite does change quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah over sure. time, I think, at one point or another, I've each of them's been my favourite, I think, because working with them pretty much every day as well, you sort of, like, cycle through them. Yeah, that is actually true. You can... So, uh, yeah. At the moment, <laughs> botany is definitely my favourite, but... And so, like, can you... If I was to just hold out one to both of you, like, you can both identify them just blindly, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, uh, we're so sort impressive. of the go-tos when someone's like, uh, is, is this right? Is yeah, this... Yeah. Well, I think it's because we've had our noses in them for about so many years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, quite... It's quite hard not to because you're yeah. you're just inhaling the stuff constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So the process of making the perfume is kind of similar to the candles, right? You add the oils and everything to the wax and... Uh, well, yeah, to the, yeah. the alcohol. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. The original scent, so like Gus was saying, so as our founder, Dom, went to each of these locations and he wanted them to be places that anyone can go. Mm. Uh, so if you like the perfume you can sort of do like a little pilgrimage and mm. then go yeah, to yeah. where that GPS location is. Yeah. You could even like see the ingredients that we use to make them. Cause, so Dom went to these places 
and then he got like the ingredients and distilled yeah. it and then that was sort of the base scent from like right we want to make this smell as a perfume yeah and it created this map where with that experience in mind it was yeah as you say accessible to anyone where it's yeah. more than just a product and a scent that you hold in your hand it's it goes way further than that like you can go and stand in the environment where the scent came from yeah 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 and really experience it and find those keynotes and yeah yeah it's a really cool approach to fragrance i think it's uh yeah giving you that sort of that space where you can visit yourself and sort of like uh opens the curtain on it a bit rather than just like here's uh cedarwood well yeah okay that's cedarwood but then you've got more of a story to attach to it that actually is like one of the most common things everyone asks for it's like if you've got anything woody woody yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People love Woody. <laughs> well, yeah, that, well, that's interesting as well. So, like, are you, do you see trends come and go in what you're making and what you're sort of being called on to make? Like, are you seeing trends come and go in the in the fragrance kind of scene? Would you call it? I think that a lot of people come into the shop and they've smelt various different smells from other brands, other particular affiliations they have with their favourite scents. But what is beautiful to see when people are coming into Heckles that it's again it's just the world of discovery with these particular things that we've produced that i've seen people's minds like get totally changed by mm. these like slightly unusual translations of scent and 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 like for instance when yeah when people are like transfixed like like woody is a real you know like everyone loves a cedarwood everyone loves yeah. a pal santo everyone loves an oud yeah. but <laughs> but then these these are something totally new these like have maybe little bits of that but they hold something else yeah but what is that it's sort of like here's the uh stepping stone of the woody thing that you're looking for and then here's a little something else and like you can sort of step on the stepping stone and then see something over there you might want to step onto and i think like not just throw them in at the deep end but like introduce the thing slowly and then that memory of the place and what it means to people, that sometimes overpowers what your pure favourite is, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, even if you like love a particular smell, sometimes I wear scent for the most subtle notes and triggers in what I smell from it. Even though we get so used to the scent we wear, yeah. that sometimes like it actually disappears from our own realisation. And yeah. you're like, oh, this doesn't last very long. But actually, like... It's uh, kind of like chewing gum, though, when you get bored of the flavor, (laughs) and it's kind of like, but it's still as minty. But you just sort of your mind's kind of like checked out. And and also, it's like the the thing about eau de parfums is very important. Is you have your own natural pheromones that are produced from your body, and what eau de parfums do, I mean, most of them, I believe, match with your own pheromones and bond Uh, with them. So there's always like a slight difference with each fragrance on the person. Yeah. No perfume is supposed to smell exactly the same on an individual. It's always like a little bit different depending on you. Yeah. So it's like finding that match which sort of goes with your I think that's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's that's I mean it's it's definitely a different way of thinking about fragrance because it's like a, a level that I guess that we can easily overlook well it's, it's quite funny as well because because you gus you always wear dreamland mm. i like rose had said it uh <laughs> who also works at heckles and what after she said it i was like oh my god it's so true that i can tell by smell <laughs> that it's you like that you wearing dreamland like 
because you always have it and you like douse yourself in it like, <laughs> i can very specifically know like okay that's gus like from around the corner i can be like that's gus because that's cream man yeah but it smells <laughs> like you <laughs> yeah specifically um, well you know you've got to be a walking diffuser you've got to be an advertisement for <laughs> yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do you know <laughs> like no shame there mm. but yeah that unfortunately a lot of people i knew just couldn't buy that scent because uh <laughs> i, I just too, basically too, claimed too, it without trying <laughs> yeah. um sorry everyone but you know feel free <laughs> you can just call, re- rename it gus gus from heckles Nah, that's boring <laughs> <laughs> So to kind of round things up a little bit, what are you excited for and sort of inspired by at this moment in time within within heckles, within fragrance, world, candles? Robin, I will throw that one over to you. What are you excited for in the future? Uh, well, we've got a load of uh, new lab uh, products coming out soon, okay. uh, which I've sort of uh, been part of like the testing group for that. And yeah, yeah I absolutely love them. But Amazing. Also, because I'm working on like bespoke stuff, like a bespoke amenities for like hotels and stuff. Probably the thing that I just love the most is we usually try and work for them. And be like, okay, just so it's not like a random scent or whatever. We try and work for them to get some local like cuttings, like herbs, or we just worked with a hotel in America and they sent us like some wild sagebrush from like the vicinity of the hotel. And then... Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, so this, so you're talking about like directly collaborating with places to get a scent that's immediately linked to them and like what they want, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. then uh, Dan and Em, who uh, work in the lab, they, they'll make extracts from that. So it's actually a unique yeah, scent, yeah. Uh, specific to them. I was going to ask you actually, yeah, how this works. So yeah, this this is perfect. Which, yeah, I I love because it's it's not just sort of combining oils and like perfume materials to make scent. It's like, yeah. okay, no one else can make this exact scent because yeah, yeah, it's like not not copywriting it, but like almost yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. It, it's nice as well because it also means like over time that will change as well because it won't be the exact same extract every time um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. obviously it depends on the time of year it's harvested yeah. um, and things like that so it's nice being like right this is unique and so like, nat- naturally our... limited edition yeah yeah. Very, I like that cool. might have to steal that actually <laughs> Go ahead. but I, yeah I love seeing when they come up and they're like right that extract's done smelling it and sort mm. of then working from that and being like right what can this go with and yeah just coming up with new things like that yeah so it's like a very personalized version of the existing sort of location fragrances yeah it's it's sort of taking that like the idea behind our like gps like perfume and candles and doing that with other uh, companies as well like collaborating and yeah I, i always find that really exciting yeah yeah fantastic Gus, any thoughts? Well, I mean, we, we can, you can follow on from what Robin just, just said there. Or? Well, I think, like, yeah, with, with all these new collaborations with these, like, amazing companies, I also think what we're going into now, which is really exciting, is, like, how we showcase our new projects. It's, you know, how I was referring to before about these different scent experiences. I think we're looking way more into those kind of things now and new ways to like show people what we do in like new very inventive ways and i don't think heckles has been never too shy of that just look at the aroma phone yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) well and um and we're always grinding away at these new possibilities to um display like our thing what we do yeah and um i guess that's that really excites me 
Yeah, and just sort of like ideas on how to contextualize it for people and sort of like yeah, in ways that like you could never imagine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, just all like not like how Robin does. Like, yeah, I smell this, and and then tell me what you think. <laughs> Although there's nothing wrong with that, Robin. <laughs> well, it smells good. I quite like it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, uh, Gus and Robin, thank you so much for being a part of the uh, Heckles podcast. Thank you very much, buddy. It's been lovely. Yeah, oh, thank it? you. It's yeah. been a pleasure. As you may rightfully have expected, you can discover the greater world of Heckles fragrances and candles and all other sensory innovations on the website and in-store. Of course, talking about and describing fragrances is a tricky one in written form, let alone audio. So if you have any ideas or go-tos in how you talk about a fragrance, perfumes and so on, we would love to know. Give us a shout on Instagram or on the podcast reviews. Also, if you've encountered the GPS fragrances or candles, let us know which are your favourites. I love how specific they get and how local they are, but how they appeal universally. I think I'd go with Gus and say Dreamland is one of my favourites, but it changes daily. Anyway, check them out in whatever medium you can. The fragrances and candles have been made here for years and are a true shop favourite. Thank you to Vanessa, Robin and Gus for joining us on this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed catching up with them. There will be many updates to come in the store and online, so definitely keep in touch with us. So just to set up the outro moments for you and prepare you for landing, this week I'm making you an old-fashioned thought break. So back in the days of the Blue Mind podcast, which was the Heckles podcast's previous incarnation, I would make these sound collages including environmental sound grabs, drones and murmurs from the outside world they would take the place of ad breaks just to give space to reset and pause for reflection. I figured that we don't often give ourselves that time or are simply unable to in the busyness of the daily, so I would do it for you. I thought I'd end on one this episode just to give you some moments to slowly descend from the voices you've just heard and settle back in smoothly to what you were doing before. No sudden surprises, no loud voices coming in halfway, nothing like that. I'll introduce this collage while I read out the credits in a second, and then I'll give you a few minutes to zone out. I hope you like it. For now, though, the credits. The Heckles podcast is produced, scored, recorded, and mixed by Buddy Peace for Heckles. Find us online at heckles.co.uk, and that is spelled H-A-E-C-K-E-L-S, where you can find the whole range of products for online orders, and be sure to sign up for the newsletter, if you haven't already. The two physical stores can be found in Margate and London. The Margate store is at 18 Cliff Terrace, up near the Old Lido, and the London store is at 16 Broadway Market in Hackney, in London. Follow Heckles on Instagram over on at Heckles for all product updates, ocean-based positivity, and innovations from all over the world. Thank you for listening and forming the most important link in the chain of this podcast. If you're enjoying it, an incredible gesture of support would be to recommend it and share it with a friend or anyone you feel would get something from it. Thank you. Let's catch up soon. All the very best from all of us at Heckles. Ocean skincare that supports the microbiome. <laughs>